1: May or may
2: not be a good sports grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever looked through a bag of grass clippings looking for a four-leaf clover, you may not be a good sports grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. There we go. Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas. Sirius Channel 204. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two for Stevie and I on the network. We'll take you up to Scott Farrell at 4 Eastern. That would be simple math. One Pacific. Thank you. Got it? I do now. How <laughs> was the weekend?
3: I uh, was fine. What did I do? I went, went for breakfast. Uh, yesterday with my uh, neighbor Chet, always a good time. Little little house. We're getting the carpets cleaned today, Brian. They are cleaning them at my house as we speak. Hardwood floors, kid. No, no, I, no, uh, no such problem. I, I I get that, but I I I bought the house; it had carpets in it. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm, just a suggestion.
2: I, no, I understand. i I uh, believe me, I've looked at the. Well, the, you don't the, have critters. I do not. So the Yeah, your carpet would be oak. Okay. Yeah, critters and carpets don't work.
3: Uh, there was I've been there five years now. There was a party downstairs one night, and the carpets need to be cleaned. Oh, buddy. <laughs> there, I missed that party. I didn't get the <laughs> It was, It was impromptu. It All was right. not scheduled.
2: I'll tell you what, uh, the weekend, the Olympics, uh, the women took it on the chin. Canada gets the win over the United States side on a penalty kick. And they they were calling the broadcast, they said, "Yeah, that's a penalty. I mean, this girl's like running away from the goal like the you know near you know it wasn't like attacking the goal. you're a soccer guy, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about soccer is a little little on the goofy side for me i mean i I thought the u s men's game against Mexico was riveting it was phenomenal, and I mean I you know they lost, so what Canada wins, but it I get it when you're coming into the box and you're attacking. I get the handball. Mm-hmm. But this was like the Canadian girl was running. She literally was just like angling through the far right top corner of the box. The ball was there. And it was like right on the line. And they were both going for the ball, and it was a collision. And technically, I guess the U.S. woman was maybe initiated a touch more than... I just the discretion, the better part of valor. This is like that was not a play that was going to result in any opportunity whatsoever. It, I don't know. I mean, they went to the what is it? VAR is that what they call it? the review? Okay, we we didn't have we didn't
3: have review when I played. But Brian, I, I I've had calls. I thought it was sketchy. I've had calls go against us that were like that, where they the, were the the player was in the box, but they weren't going to do anything with the ball. It was very clear. And and unfortunately got taken down, and and it's a penalty
2: shot. My wife, back in the day, ran like a reindeer and was an incredible field hockey player, and mm-hmm. she coached high school field hockey. So I've been I'm taping like 300 hours of this stuff, and I cannot find field hockey. Finally found one yesterday. It was the men. Netherlands and Australia, these guys are unbelievable. I mean, I mean it's amazing there aren't teeth laying all on the I've, floor. I mean, they they wire this thing.
3: I've never watched men's field. I've watched the women's field hockey. I've never watched men's field hockey.
2: Oh, these guys That's... are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a but cr- they're playing an astroturf, oh. and they they lay the stick right down on the ground. Right. And this guy will fire a cross field pass. And it gets there in like a half second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the goofy stuff. I, mean, I, I really do. I've enjoyed the Olympics. Not as much. Bruce Marshall and I were talking about that Who was on with us in hour number one. We were talking on the phone. It's not as compelling. It's not. It's, it's, not, not, gra- as it's not as compelling as when grabbing, we grew up. Yeah. Now you can bet on it. Right. That makes it a little more... Well, cool. I, I, I get that, but I... You, used to, you know, I, I'm still swinging at it here like I always used to. The swimming was good. A big part of it, Stevie, I swear, you think about we're such creatures of habit that it's on at such goofy times. Right. I actually... I mean, the women's soccer game, okay, it was 1 o'clock and I knew it. Went Went on the couch, fell asleep, and I just I just happened to pop up awake at like, two fifty eight in the morning, and I'm like, well, okay, that means the the soccer game's ending right now, and I did I put I, I DVR'd it, and boom, zip went and went through, and when they were in the anything midfield, I zipped through. I watched the game in like twenty eight minutes.
3: Uh-huh. I, I I caught some Olympic golf over the weekend, which I which I enjoyed. I want to get into that. Um, I. I had to score last night Israel playing uh, South Korea in baseball. South Korea's got a, a pretty good baseball team. They' got some hitters. I've, I've, I'm forced to watch it. How Israel got into the Olympics in baseball is beyond me. What was the they, were, they, they, they called it after seven innings. It was 11 to one. They had the mercy rule in effect in the Olympics. Yeah, it
2: something. would
3: have gone on all night, Brian. This, this Israel team was worse than my Little League team. Jim's building supplies. But isn't
2: they? Mine was, um, I, we were, uh, what do you call it? BP oil. Okay. We had the dinosaur on our, oh, yeah, our Little you remember? League jersey. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. The dino? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things. I want to talk about the golf a little later on. Xander Shoffley got the goal. Chuck Esposito is going to join us over at Station Casino. He's out at Red Rock today. And that's where we're headed when we return on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Glad to be with you on a Monday.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: You may or may not
2: be a good sports grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever panicked at realizing you've lost your lucky troll doll, you may not be a good sports grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you on a Monday Vegas sportsbook radio series, Channel Two Hundred Four, the Sports Grid Radio Network from. The KSHP Studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapsha. I don't know how we got there, but last segment briefly, we were talking about the names of our Little League. Well, Israel. Israel oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about Israel. Yeah. Okay. So you had a building supply Jim's building and supply. an ice cream. Yeah, foremost ice cream. But our producer, Chris Bavona, has got an idea. He
3: topped one. us. It, he played for Becker's Funeral Home, uh-huh. and he said the owner would show up often in his hearse at the games. That would be weird. Although Chris said they won a lot of games because they were afraid that they would be cremated if they lost. Well, I was going
2: to (laughs) say, head for a slide and the uniform's all dirty. They're looking at his funeral. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) All right. Yeah, the Olympics over the weekend, some crazy odd things. We'll talk about a little later on. Chuck Esposito's joining us now. But the golf, I want to talk about. Xander Schauffele won. Sabatini. The golf tournament was actually really cool, and I'll tell you why in a bit. But Chuck joins us over at Red Rock today. How was the weekend, pal?
1: It was good, guys. It was uh, you know a lot of fun. I mean, I was uh, lucky. I got to go to the um, that Gold Cup final last night between the USA and Mexico, and just experience the crowd and the atmosphere and and just everything that Allegiant had to offer. It, it was just phenomenal. It was a great experience. But uh, going back to Stevie's uh, you know Little League name experience, uh, it sounds like that was a a killer experience to be part of that Stevie. You know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I couldn't resist, boys. I couldn't resist. Well but, done. Uh, but overall, it, it was good, guys. Really, really good weekend. Kind of our first weekend with you know just baseball um, as, as kind of the main sport where you didn't have other sports going on as well. Um, so we're gearing up, though, for preseason football. First game is Thursday night. Got all those games on the board. We're we're working on a bunch of different props. If it's most gross passing yards, most rushing yards, most receiving yards, a team to make the playoffs or not, MVP, all that stuff is hitting the board as we speak. So uh, football is here, guys, and this was the last Sunday yesterday without a pro football game until mid-February. So that uh, kind of, I think, turns the clock.
2: Yeah, amen, it sure does. Pittsburgh's one-and-a-half totals 33, Chuck. It's the Hall of Fame game. But it's a football game. Uh, you know, it's the first one. Do they start betting this a little earlier, or is most of the action kind of game day leading up to kickoff?
1: I think it's a combination of both. We you know we've definitely seen such a uptick already on guests signing up for the mobile app, and we've got the new bonus going on right now um that started yesterday, August first, up to five hundred uh, again for for new sign up uh, guests. Um, so it's a great bonus to get. Uh, It really does bring the sports book to the palm of your hand with so many different things that are going to be coming up right now. But I think with football, there's such a correlation in being able to uh, uh, watch a game and wager on a game. And that has been kind of like one of the the little hiccups, I think, for preseason football in the past that we're all spoiled during the regular season, that we can see so many games. But uh, now it looks like this year we're going to get at least, you know, 10 games a week, if not more, um, that are televised on various, you know, networks. So I think that helps the uh, the handle. And, hey, it's football boys. It's Cowboys-Steelers, two really popular teams. I know it's Hall of Fame. You might not see a lot of you know so-called stars play, uh, but it's still a football game on Thursday night at 5 o'clock. So uh, my guess is the handle is going to be pretty good, and we'll be offering in-play at all these preseason games as well.
2: Wow, you're a daring man. But, hey, listen, I mean, you have a – Trained eyes watching this. The betters have trained eyes. It's an equal playing field. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been offering it on so many things now, guys. You know... uh Enhancing the overall, enhancing the overall wagering menu. That um, you're right. Uh, why not? I mean, it's football. We're we're going to know. I mean, a lot of the quarterback rotations, and you know that it was only three weeks of football. Though the Cowboys and Steelers will have four. That it's a lot of its evaluation and younger guys trying to make the team and different things that teams are looking for. Um, but I'm anxious really to see how much uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. Um, you know how much did they actually get on the field um, and, and get to play um, and see what they look like out there and, and uh, uh, see what they can contribute out of the gate. Ryan Fitzpatrick now in Washington, um, definitely some quarterback changes, some coaching changes, new philosophy. So I think all that's fun to kind of watch as football rolls around.
3: Have you been hearing from San Francisco, Chuck, I, I, like every day uh, Garoppolo has thrown an interception and Trey Lance is looking good in reports do you think Garoppolo might be pressing a little bit you know, to keep that number one job there?
1: I think they, they all will be, uh, Stevie. I think when I say all... I mean three, and that would be Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Jimmy Garoppolo. In all three cases, it kind of sounds like the teams are leaning towards their veterans starting. Um, but I've seen I've heard really good reports with Justin Fields, uh, good stuff with Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I think only time will tell. I think Lawrence and Zach Wilson, it's kind of a gimme that those two will will start from day one. Not sure about the other three, but it wouldn't surprise me to see all three if they don't start week one. Kind of start pretty quickly uh, out of the gate. Um, yet I think preseason is going to be such a good indicator, um, to see where these guys are at. And, and again, such favorable, you know, kind of things I've really heard about Justin Fields and Trey Lance, that both those teams have playoff aspirations. Both are kind of built to win now. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me to see either one of those two guys start day one, although it's a monumental task, I think, for the Bears and Justin Fields, knowing that the first game is on the road Sunday night in L.A. against arguably the best defense in football, uh, led by Aaron Donald and the Rams.
2: The Carson Wentz thing in Indy, Chuck, that's a really really good football team. We got to believe they cut a deal, don't you think? At some point go go try to lasso somebody in there.
1: I I think you got to look at Nick Foles, guys. I mean, he's got a familiarity with Frank Reich. Uh, they, the, he, you know, Frank Reich was the quarterbacks coach and, and coordinator in Philadelphia uh, when he was there and went on to win a Super Bowl there. It makes sense. I mean, he's not in the Bears' plans um, with, with Fields and Andy Dalton. Uh, he, you know, I think they're kind of trying to showcase him a little bit right now. Um, I know they went out and signed a, you know, Brent Hundley yesterday. But you look at what they have: if it's Sam Ellinger or if it's Jacob Easton, you've got two young rookies there with. Not a lot of experience. I think they look at a guy uh, like Nick Foles, and you know you're looking at five to twelve weeks right now. And if it's closer to that twelve weeks, although you look at their division, and you know I think they play in a division that is easily winnable for the Colts with both Jacksonville and Houston in it. That's a long time to be out without your starting quarterback. They can run well. They've got a huge offensive line, um, but I think they go out and make a deal sooner rather than later.
2: Curious how you would approach, and I got the STN app open here. Tennessee, you have it nine and a half, and it's under minus $1. thirty-five. I mean, like, the Colts have to play them. They're going to fight them, at least the belief was, for the division. And I look at the schedule, Chuck. They play in week three, September 26th. And I know the Colts are off the board, but any thought of, tweaking the teams on their schedule, teams in their division?
1: Not yet. You know, I think we're going to wait to get a little bit more of an indicator. Not the two bottom teams. I wouldn't think if anybody it would be Tennessee. It is week three, so you're talking about, you know, kind of in the middle a little bit. I mean, that five to 12 weeks, you're you're looking at more of that six to seven weeks from now. Um, So I think we're going to take a little bit of a wait-and-see approach. But if he's going to be out – even longer than the the five weeks. I think that really does hurt that team a lot. I think there was still a question mark there, guys. I mean, you've got healthy running backs in Mack and Taylor. Um, We know what that defense can look like. Um, They've got a great offensive line, some young wideouts, but quarterback play was kind of that key ingredient. They went out and, and got Carson Wentz. He didn't want to play for Chicago or other teams. He wanted to play for Frank Reich. So without him, I think it's a a major step back for the Colts.
2: you got 20 seconds, Chuck, but a bonus for Indy at least, the first two games, Seattle and L.A., uh, the Rams. So they're non-conference games. That's a little bonus.
1: Yeah, don't forget. I, I believe last year they lost Week One though to Jacksonville. So early in the season, teams are still trying to get you know acclimated and ready to play. And you know we'll see how it all plays out. But again, they need a quarterback. They need to make a move pretty quickly, guys.
2: Coming back with Chuck Esposito, lunchtime. Don't forget John Smith subs ninety-seven zero one West Flamingo. Hey, after six p.m., the six inch subs are only five bucks. Ninety-seven zero one West Flamingo. Back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio in just a moment. Radio
3: Network.
2: Back with the Vegas sportsbook radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're hanging in the KSHB studios here in Vegas, Series Two Hundred Four, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Chuck Esposito from Station Casino is kind enough to join us. He's over at Red Rock today. Chuck, I just wanted to go back to the soccer game last night. The game itself was really something special. A lot of chances for both teams. Goes to extra time. U.S. scores with two minutes left in extra time off a set piece. Pretty dramatic. Big win for the men's U.S. program. Young team, not their best team, beat Mexico twice in a year. Hoist the Gold Cup. World Cup qualifying is coming up, so a big result, but it was a big deal because it was the first sporting event in Allegiant Stadium, and I'm just curious, Chuck, I know there were some issues, and, and I said this in the first hour, you know, any new stadium, any new arena, there are going to be issues, and that's frustrating for fans, they'll figure this stuff out, I mean, it's not unique to Vegas, that sort of thing happens, but Overall, the experience, the uh, facility—what was it like?
1: Uh, First, B. I mean, it it wasn't the first sporting event there. I mean, you know that. I mean, there was uh, UNLV played there uh, last year. I mean, uh, the first
2: full, the first full.
1: Right, right. I think it was the the largest, actually, the largest spectator sport I believe ever um, in Las Vegas. You know, based on the attendance yesterday. So um, that was really, really cool to see um unfortunately they still have to work out some bugs as far as uh you know getting into the stadium getting out was 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 a lot quicker um, getting in. I think just because of the size of the crowd and the hype and the event, um, it was a little difficult. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about it um, last night that you, you're going to have to get there really, really early for a football game. And, and hopefully, this is something that they'll they'll work out as well and learn from from last night. But the venue itself, I mean, it is just beautiful. It, it is phenomenal. They did an awesome job of, of setting it up and just the, uh, the the scoreboards and, uh, you know, the over-the-field camera and, and just the crowd and the amenities and the atmosphere in there, it was loud. It was one of the loudest sporting events I had been to, and I can only imagine – what it's going to be with, you know, with our Las Vegas Raider fans there and, you know, the black hole and and just the atmosphere in there is going to be so, so cool that um, I know that, you know, a lot of people probably haven't had a chance uh, to experience it yet for a sporting event, uh, but once they do, I think it pretty much is going to rival anything in the league right now.
2: Well, in you know, they got to get feedback from someone like you that goes and listen to what everybody has to say. I mean, they will get better at it, there's no doubt. But tailgating is such a big part of going to a football game, Chuck. The last thing you want to do is be outside tailgating and join your experience and miss the first quarter.
1: No, right. I mean, we we talked about that last night, you know, going there, it's like Um, God, I don't want to be in the car. That's kind of like a bugaboo of mine. It's like going to a sporting event. I would much prefer to be at any sporting event way early, be inside, experience everything, you know, have a a cold one and a hot dog and sitting down watching opposed to being in the car. So you're absolutely right. I mean, my only recommendation now is, you know, basically uh, leave early, get there as early as you can, and get into the stadium. There are so many, you know, uh, food and beverage amenities and things to look at and see that, you know, get inside early. But you're actually right, B. There's been a big concert there. There was this event. So my guess is they will learn from that, kind of start working out uh, some of those hiccups or bugs. And with each passing, you know, game, it should get a little bit easier. And I think, you know, it's new, too. People aren't used to going to a game there. Uh, I think the same thing when people started going to T-Mobile the first time. It's kind of where do I park? What's the, what's the best way in and out? And I think as as guests or customers get, get used to our fans, i uh, get used to going to an event there. It'll become a lot easier for everybody involved. But and the- uh, definitely was uh, a little difficult getting in yesterday, boys.
2: Hey, listen, you know, Vegas, people are always strutting in here and weekends are a gong show. What we haven't seen yet, and it will be interesting, Raiders home games, visiting fans coming in, and you're talking, to you know, a monstrous crowd. And frankly, a lot of people, we have to believe, a lot of the people be coming in from California. Yeah, they could drive in on game day, but you want to be going to, you know, tailgating, having a couple of pops at the game, and then drive back to California. I think people are going to be coming in here for the weekend. I think the impact for Raiders home games is going to be very interesting to see just how big that is and how far it spreads around the Valley to joints like Sunset Station and Red Rock. Yeah, I think
1: when you look at the Raiders, guys, I mean, they're, uh, you know, one of the teams on a very short list that has the best fans in the league. I mean, they are just rabid fans. I mean, the black hole and the way they dress up for the game. And, you know, there is going to be just – black and silver everywhere. I think it's going to be fun, and I think you're going to look at every place in town that's going to take advantage of that and you know, have more Raider-centric events and parties and tailgating um, that just kind of cater to Raider games like that. But I uh, was with some friends last night, and we were kind of talking about that. It was great to see the the crowd, the, the balance there. I mean, there was some really, really loyal uh, you know, fans rooting for, for Mexico last night and just with what they were wearing and the atmosphere and the chanting and stuff. I can only imagine what it's going to be when it's our football team. It's the Raiders there and, you know, that, that Monday night, that primetime game against the Ravens, how crazy it's going to be in that venue. So really looking forward to it, guys. And, again, for my first time there, it was a tremendous experience, and it is just a – Beautiful, phenomenal stadium. And, you know, can't wait for uh, all the listeners to have an opportunity to check out, you know, an event or a game there because it is really pretty cool. All
2: right, Chuck. I just want you to know, we saw on Twitter the Blackhawks yesterday uh, had Flurry hopping on a private jet and saying, I'm all in Chicago, let's get to work. And I don't know if you've seen it yet, the Blackhawks, Flurry in the locker room. Donning the red Blackhawk uniform for the first time, so just just for you, Flurry. I love it. No, no, no. looks looks too big on him. He looks too small.
1: I I I love it, man. It was you know when he said, "Hey, Chicago, it's Mark. Uh, I'm in. Let's get going." I mean, I uh, I was excited about it. I know a lot of my family and friends were as well. Um, You know, it's a long season. He comes off the Vesna. I know it was a tough decision for him to to say I'm going to continue to play but it's a you know story franchise original 6 you still have guys like Kane and DeBrickit and, and and Tays coming back and Seth Jones now in the fold, they've drafted well, they've become a younger team one of the top, I think, 10 youngest teams in the league, just two years ago they were the fourth oldest team, so only time will tell, but they needed something between the pipes with a lot of young goaltenders especially in Kevin Lankinen and, and Colin Delia, uh, you need somebody like this to teach those guys and I'm excited about having him uh, between the pipes with this young team and picking up Jake McCabe and, and then signing Seth Jones, you really have solidified your defense and that I thought was was kind of the the Achilles heel of the Hawks last year. They can score with anybody. And getting Jonathan Tays back, and, you know, having him in the faceoff dot, I mean, it's like a major free agency signing and hopefully a healthy Kirby doc. They really, you know, I think they're a much better team now than they were at the conclusion of last season.
3: What a division that is now, Chuck. With, with Colorado, you know, St. Louis and Dallas have the back class. You know, Winnipeg, Paul Maurice, and the boys, they'll be there. that That's going to be a tough division.
1: It is, Stevie. I, I think, you know, Colorado, of course, they had to sign uh, Landis Gog and, and Um Losing Grubauer, I think, hurts. So I know they went out and got Darcy Kemper. Um, but Grubauer really hit. You know, he was in the Vesna discussion. He was third, I believe. Um, I think that hurts a little bit, that that they're going to lose him. I know in, in hockey, and it's what I love about it, and I hate it. it, is that it's such a hard cap, that it makes teams, and I've seen it many times with with my Hawks, that you have to make tough decisions. And that was a tough decision Colorado had to make. You know, they've got McKinnon coming up, and you know you had to pay your captain in Landeskog, and you have to pay McCarr as good as this young kid is. So it was Grubar who was let go, and I think that's going to hurt a little bit on the back end.
2: So Chuck, i got to ask you, you said baseball was center stage. Did the handle go up across the board on baseball because it was so front and center?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you had the trade deadline, guys. You know, uh, on Friday, we saw so much movement, and we were altering, you know, so many teams. I mean, there was a handful of teams, about six, that were the most active in baseball. And, it, you know, it created, you know, more top-heavy teams, but really more separation between the top and the bottom. Um, I mean, I think you look at the, you know, the American League East now with the you know, moves the Rays made and the Red Sox picking up Schwarber, and then look at the Yankees. I mean, adding those two big left-handed bats and, and Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo and, and even the Jays. I mean, I think you have to look at this Jays team, and all four of those teams in the American League East are scary good. White Sox picking up Kimbrel, having that, that bullpen of Kimbrel and Hendricks Um, a lot of teams are really good right now and the, the sad thing is boys and we've talked about it that wild card game is one game. So you may have made all these moves for one game. I wish baseball would change that to the best of three. Um, I think in the National League West, though, real quick, if Tatis does have season-ending surgery, of course, I mean that, that really hurts the Padres, and it becomes more of a two-team race than I think in the Giants and Dodgers.
3: And the Cubs' moves, the, the players that went from the Cubs to these other teams already have made an impact, uh, Rizzo. Baez, Bryant, all homer in their first game for their new clubs. It's, it's too bad they couldn't have played that way for Chicago. They'd still that, be there.
1: A, that was all adrenaline, I think, Stevie. I'm just hoping they don't sell the Ivy or the Bricks next.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I just, but, the, but those guys will help those teams. Now, the, the Baez, he, he may end up going back to Chicago, but he was talking about how much fun he's going to have playing with Lindor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's his best friend. They grew up together. I think that's definitely a possibility. I think in all those guys' cases, they were made offers. Um, For whatever reason, they turned those down. It wouldn't surprise me to see some combination of two of those guys back in Chicago. But I do make Baez the favorite of the three uh, to be donning the, uh, the, the Cubs jersey next year.
2: Chuck, you're the man. The STN mobile app, up to a $500 bonus when you open up a new account. It's the convenience of the sports book at your fingertips. Hey, we look forward to seeing you later in the week, but have a great day. All right, guys.
0: You too.
1: Thank you.
2: Coming right back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. (laughs) 204. All right, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slabshot. Thrilled to be with you on the Sportsbook Radio Network series, channel 204. We didn't talk about the Olympic golf. Right. Yet. And I just wanted to dive into this thing. I've been watching the Olympics. I'm flying through it. I, you know, I tape it all. And then. Delete, <laughs> this one's archery, eh, gone. But the golf, I watch the golf every week. I go bananas on the golf, with sports betting, and really knee deep into it. But what was really special about the Olympic tournament, and my wife got into it, I mean, literally, I watched seven hours of golf because there were so many guys in contention for medals it wasn't just about who's going to win the tournament. right? And Schauffele had the big win. Sabatini was unbelievable, shoots a 61 with two bogeys. I mean, he was unbelievable. So I'm watching that, and then he posts the score, and then the wind came up. And I'm watching, and she kind of got into it, and she's watching it with me. We got done watching it. It was one thirty-seven in the morning when it ended, and you couldn't turn it off. I said, everybody missed their opportunity to win the bronze. There were five. Matt Sciamma, there are like five guys had a chance to outright win the bronze. And you're going, this is going to happen. A seven-man playoff for the bronze medal. They had so many guys. It's actually unfair. They teed off with a foursome, then a threesome. And I think the threesome... Really has an advantage in that, in that they know right. what they have to do as right. opposed to they're all playing together, right? And you're like, Well, those guys are all in trouble, I can play for the middle of the green. So it was kind of that was yeah. goofy, but then once it filtered down where well, they were all on the same group, but it was something in CT Pan, uh, you know, think about it, uh, you get Shoffley USA wins, Sabatini. Was representing Slovakia, because he married a oh. lady from Slovakia. Oh, wait a minute. But but he but he, he's invested in it. He wants to grow the game over there, and okay. then has he become a Slovakian citizen? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, no. okay. yeah. All right, yeah. And CT Pan was from Taipei. Oh, by the way, I mean they're not the only guy doing that. Watch the. I guess it's the 100 meter hurdles. might be 110. I, I, okay. the, the final for the women last night.. Okay. And the, la- the girl that won this the lady that won this was she was phenomenal, she was big. But she was born in South Carolina, and she represented Puerto Rico, okay. because her mother was Puerto Rican. So it's not like S Slova- you know Sabatini's the only guy doing that. Um, there's some guy, I think in the men's field hockey, he's Australian and he's playing for New Zealand. You know he married a woman from New Zealand. So no that stuff kind of happens across the board where you, and you pick your spots where you can actually you know I know I can make that team and and have the Olympic experience. But the golf was really really pretty cool that these guys weren't playing for a gazillion bucks they were they really you know they wanted that medal. Sabatini's always been an interesting guy. I mean,
3: a lot of talent there. Obviously, when you say he shot of sixty-one, and we, we've seen him shoot low scores before. But also earlier in his career, a, a really hothead.
2: And, oh, he's a nut bar.
3: And, and, and it got in the way of his game. He, he still is. Okay, well, see, I, he was I, on
2: his best behavior because of the Olympics. No, he's nuts. All right, I mean, what, he
3: hasn't calmed down. It seemed no, lately. he's no, still okay. a
2: fire fireball. All right, and they're sitting there, and they're I have my wife cracking up. <laughs> they're sitting here, they're talking about Sabatini. Oh, yeah, you know, he's only he's won, whatever, maybe six times on the PGA Tour? Something like that. That's But they're me. talking, that he can go really low, and I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, Kapalua, it was like one of the worst beats I ever had. I got wind of, or whatever, three weeks, a month out. Sabatini lives in Hawaii, in the, or did, okay. in the offseason. And I read a story about you know, he just shows up at the golf course, and there's tourists or guys, people in the bag line, and they ended up playing a round of golf with Sabatini. So he's over there playing the plantation course for the Tournament of Champions for a month. Okay, and I'm like, I'm you know, I'm all in on this guy, and he shoots 63 on Sunday. I got him at like 120 to one. He shoots 63, and he comes to 18, which is a par five, and literally you can eagle the hole. But basically, it's a glorified par four, and he parred the last hole. And Matt Kuchar made like five 50-foot putts, and I missed by a shot. So, and then you know the other thing, Sabatini—they didn't let him do it. I wonder if that was an Olympic thing, because Sabatini has been playing a yellow golf ball.
3: Oh, that's right.
2: And he was playing a white golf ball. Then you start playing a white—you can't bet anybody that's out there playing with a range ball. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Watson with the yellow golf. Get off the course. Yeah. Get a white golf ball.
3: The LPGA players use different colored balls a lot. But, uh, Sabatini, I'll never forget this. Do, do you remember a guy named Crane? I forget his last name. C-R-A-N-E, who had trouble. Um, he, he would take too much time. He was the slowest player on the tour. Right. And and he and Sabatini were, were playing together this this one-round on a, in a, at a PGA Tour event and Crane's still in the fairway and Sabatini's already Sabatini, not only is his ball on the green Sabatini is on the green, that's how long Crane had taken, right? <laughs> yeah, and he, Sabatini just puts his ball in and, and waves at the guy he wanted to give him the finger and he, he, some kind of sign but not 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 the finger Well, so that, was,
2: that's what started a lot of this stuff Garcia, but, when he first started, well Garcia and Kevin Nah Right, Kevin. Not remember. They that had group. the the yips, yeah. the the swing yips, swing yips. Yep. By the way, speaking of the yips, Simone Biles is going to compete for gold on the balance beam. Okay. All right. So I and I'm no expert on anything, especially this. Right. But she has the gymnastic yips, which are called the twisties. I read that. So I guess when she's in the air and starts doing twists, right. she's l- losing her frame of reference of where she is and you can mangle yourself. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Uh, but <laughs> but on <laughs> the balance beam, I would I think she can just They're not spinning. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't be doing twists on the beam. The only twist she could do is the dismount, right. but she just t- if she takes the twist out of the dismount She'll probably win a gold medal. But maybe Checker won't be happy, but that's fine. I mean, it's funny. I the criticism of her, you know, people are making it like oh, she quit on her teammates and that kind of thing. But I mean, if you're doing something like that and that's like a, a significant real thing, I mean you can she can really hurt herself. Sure. Absolutely. So I don't know you know the mental health aspect of it it was more for whatever reason her execution isn't good that it's dangerous for her to do it so now she's coming back and we'll see if she can you know grab something out of these games uh you know coming out of it but you go back to the mental aspect of this nah Garcia got over it where they had these crazy swing waggles and they couldn't pull the trigger to swing the club right and that was part of the thing that had started this Kepka thing and where a lot of people had a real stone in their shoe about the Shambo. It's not about, you know, he hits it a million miles and in this, that, and it was the minutia. And he literally he got to the point where he's on the green and was like Russell Crowe at the back end of Correct. Beautiful Mind. Yeah. We're looking at the Green Book and the this and, and calc and, can't hit a shot because he's doing this like calculus problem, right? And like, hey, brother, there's other guys in your group and you're hurting them, yeah. And th- that's where the rub came in with him.
3: Well, and, and I'm, I don't play golf, but I, I know the etiquette of it. And I, I remember him on a tee, and he, and, and like you say, it's Russell Cole, he's talking all, all these numbers, he's talking out loud with all these numbers, or in the fairway, or on the putting green. And if I'm a member of that group, that's driving me nuts. 18 holes of that?
2: Well, and he got his own... He put himself in the skillet talking about his driver. Well, wait a minute. You're making a lot of money from someone to hit that driver. Right. And then, so now you're turning around on people you took money from and trashing the product. And they, what they said, he's acting like a petulant child. Yeah. They defended themselves
3: correct yeah i don't I don't like that stuff either i've I've seen golfers wear you know shoes the, and then they would complain about the shoes because they were too
2: tight or they didn't feel right. well, then don't do the deal I think I've told this story before. It's like what a lost opportunity and i what well, didn't even give it a second thought in fact, I probably in retrospect would have maybe gone the other way, changing equipment like guys went a major. And then they get a gazillion-dollar contract to change equipment. Somebody did that. And I, I – oh, who was it? it was a, won a major and then changed irons, everything, because you got the big sponsorship right. deal. His game went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. It wasn't the equipment. It was just different equipment. Sure. But I told this story. Played out at Southern Highlands once about – this was about four years ago. And we're getting ready to go, to go out to play, and we're checking in in the pro shop. And the pros talked – or the guy in the pro shops talking about oh yeah Kevin Na trains out there practices out there and he actually told us the story the week before the tournament oh Na's been out on the range he's striping this new driver and i i didn't get the whole story but he's going to hit this new driver he was hitting it so good on the range well Kevin Na ends up running around he's wearing a hat it said SOHI like so high You're like what's that you know no sponsorship no nothing he got out of his contract of what whatever equipment he, I been I the specific I forget. Gotcha. But he changed equipment, and now he's wearing no sponsorship. And so high it was a Southern Highlands hat, <laughs> and with the driver they're talking about, he's never hit the ball better in his life with his driver that he he got out of his sponsorship deal, and the next week he went to won the Greenbrier in West Virginia with that driver that they were they stand going, and I'm going idiot. The guy told you. Yeah. It was like that. It was like, don't go bet on him. It was just, oh hey, by yeah, the yeah, way, yeah. he happens to be hitting this thing. No, I, I, I get Sports it. Sports is so much between the years. Yeah, but you, but it, I, I think
3: there's a lot of logic to it. Another, if, so again, back to golf clubs. You, if you've got a grip on a golf club that you're really comfortable with, do not change those golf. Do not go to some other club. Well, how where many the grip times? feel the thing.
2: How many times do you see? I mean, Tiger Woods did it. But a lot of these guys, they change putters. Louis uh, was it Louis yeah. Recently, they said he, he was changing every week. He just kept changing, yeah. and he he sticks with it. And what does he do? He's the top five in every major.
3: Right. Yeah. No, I I have never, I didn't get. I mean, I understand if you know someone's going to pay you money, to, to wear something. But again, you got to feel comfortable in the equipment you're Buddy,
2: using. Buddy, I told this. I mean, I'm telling you, in his heyday, when Tiger started. Trying to get better, it's like, why are you trying to get better? You're mangling these guys. Yeah. Right? Yep. And the minute he took the two or three iron stinger out of his bag and started spraying the draft, he'd have been by Nicholas yeah. 10 years ago yeah. if he'd have just stayed, but he wanted to get better. Mm. It's the nature of the beast. Hey, if you come into Vegas, do your fantasy football draft here. Bring the whole league over to Oasis 4955 South Decatur, the banquet room Incredible setup for your fantasy football dress. 4955 South Decatur. Kitchen's open 24-7. Great gaming promotions for all the folks that live here in the Las Vegas Valley. All right, we're coming back. Putting a lid on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Vegas hockey alley top of the hour locally. Scott Perrell will be joining you on Sirius 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, putting a lid on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Monday. Tomorrow, Tony Neville will join us. Treasure Island, our good pal, joins us in studio. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. And don't forget our pal Tony Miller downtown at the Golden Nugget standalone book with the mobile app. And you've got Vic and Anthony Steakhouse, the Saltgrass Steakhouse, and the concert series. All the cool things on going on, going on downtown at thegoldennugget.com. On the injury front, Stevie, the big one was... Carson Wentz, five to twelve weeks with a with surgery on a foot. Five to twelve weeks—that's a pretty odd window, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's uh, apparently this is a an injury that he had done before, may, maybe as far back as high school, and it, it was it's a small bone in the foot that broke, and now in practice, you know, all these years later, uh, this year. Um, that bone kind of fragmented on him, And so they're going in, they're going to take that, whatever the bone is, they're going to take that bone out of the foot so that it can't fragment anymore. That, that's got to be a weird sensation, you know, 13 weeks down the road to be running around and there's a bone missing in your foot.
2: Enjoy lunch, everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I just, you know, Chuck said he didn't move any numbers, but I'm wondering... If there aren't some punters
2: out there... Wouldn't th- you automatically go to Tennessee, especially playing them in week three? Yeah. I, I, I thought nine and a half on Tennessee was low anyway, personally. I, yeah, no,
3: I, I, I agree with you. And, and uh, you know, we have no idea right now who the Indy quarterback will be in that game. It, it may be Wentz, but it may be somebody
2: else. Well, the Easton kid's there, but I've got to believe Indy strikes... If you go get fall, so be it. Uh, you may you may see them cut a deal because the other problem it's a quarterback. guys guy just don't show up and okay let's go. He's got to get some work. That's, he's got that's to learn a book. Absolutely correct and
3: unfortunately he's had some injury issues that this may not be the last one this year.
2: Alright pal. Always a good job. At Stevie Slapshot on Twitter. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Thanks to our producer Chris Pavona back in New York. Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos and Bruce Marshall from The Gold Sheet for joining us today. Have a great day, everybody. Scott Farrell coming your way next on The Network. Remember that state championship game you played in high
3: school?